And hello, everybody. It is Tom Chenault. It's Adrian Chenault, and it is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. And we are so super pumped because we've got Kim Kiyosaki, and I have known this woman a long time. She's my favorite of the Kiyosakis by a long shot, and I love this woman. Don't tell anybody else that it might have the same last name, but you are a rock star, Kim. What do you think, Adrian? I totally agree, and this is such an exciting show. I'm really happy. Yeah, I am too. Kim, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. So happy to be here, Tom and Adrian. It, I've been looking forward to this because it's been a while since you and I have talked, and I always get very uplifted after spending some time with you. Yeah, and you stole the show at GoPro, and that was really, really cool. Everybody fun. loves you. And they all go, how on earth, Tom, do you know somebody like Kim Kiyosaki? Oh, and I go, because of J.W. Wilson. J.W. <laughs> Wilson. I go, yeah, he was this maniac that played rugby with Robert in Hawaii. They literally grew up together. Yeah. They're still dear, dear friends. And I want to show J.W.'s book because he finally, after 30 years, after 30 years, 729 page manifesto <laughs> done. And people are literally freaking out about it. So if you get a chance, it's called Cracking the Learning Code. Go get it. You'll love it. But enough about him. Let's talk about you, Kim. What are you doing with your life these days? Oh, life is great. Um, I have to tell you, I mean, the whole pandemic, pandemic, whatever you call it, um, it's turned our world upside down by no means. It's changed a lot of things. It's going to continue to change things. But what I found very inspiring was when it hit, um, all of a sudden people were home. Um, I thought people were just watching Netflix and all, but actually they were, a lot of them were studying and our board game sales and our book sales and all of our programs were selling like crazy because people were actually taking the time and getting themselves educated. And that was very, very exciting. And that momentum has not slowed down. Your game, cash flow. Yes. has been around for a very, very long time. I went and grabbed, we've got three games here at the office because we oh, have actual cash flow parties. But then I was humbled to know that I have a dinosaur version of the game and they have really, really upgraded it. And you people are going to absolutely faint at what they have in store for you. It is something that's so important. Nobody knows anything about money. And they keep saying, we need to teach our kids about money. No, we need to teach our parents about money, ourselves about money, and our kids about money. Right, Kim? Correct. Absolutely. You know, that, and a lot of people don't know the cash flow game was the very first product that Robert and I created at the Rich Dad Company. Rich Dad Poor Dad was started as a brochure to promote the game. So that was the very first product. And, and as you know, Tom and Adrian, the purpose of an entrepreneur is to solve a problem. And exactly to your point, the problem we saw was that there was no financial education in schools globally. And so we took on the task of bringing financial education to as many people as possible around the world. And it started with the cash flow game behind me. Wow. And so what's the what's this new global process that you're going to roll out? What's that look like? Yeah, this is I'm so excited because we've been working on this for, well, the, the actual product for two years and we're launching it in two to three months. Um, we have long ago, the New York Times, I think it was back in 2000, 2002, was doing a story on the cash flow game. And the journalist called and said, do you know you have a, a thousand member cash flow club here in New York? And we're like, what? And she goes, oh, yeah, you have one in London. You have one in Singapore. Or like, what? 
And so we started researching this and we found 3,500 cash flow clubs all over the world. And these were people, it could be four people, could be 4,000 people getting together on a regular basis to play the cash flow game and teach one another financial literacy. And so this is something very near and dear to my heart. So we are launching a global initiative where we have a very robust platform. It will mimic the game online and people will go to these cash flow clubs and they can play the game online or they can play it in person. We're going to be giving them resources and tools and videos and education. But anybody around the world can find a cash flow club, join it, join in a game, play anytime, anywhere. Um, and this is so this kind of brings it full circle for me because we started with the cash flow game. Now we're now we've got this global initiative that's going to take it even to places Robert and I could never ever get to. So I'm I'm thrilled. Can in you tell? what year did the cash flow game get born? 90, 1996. Okay, so 1996 was 26 years ago, right? Okay, so you've aged 26 years since then. So you are a different human being today than you were 26 years ago. You've got different priorities and you're looking at life a lot differently. And I think primarily because of COVID and this introspection that people have had to face with being home and going, is this all there is? I'm, I'm locked in my home. I'm with a husband or a wife that I'm not even sure I like anymore. Isn't this a great opportunity for for especially women to seize their power and go out there and really grab the brass ring? Oh, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Tom. You know, if you look at what's happened, it, we're, we're, in, we're in an emergency, but you look at the root word of emergency is emerge. Yeah. So people have an opportunity, to, exactly as you're saying, they can either hide under the bed and go, oh, woe is me, or they can look at this and go, oh my gosh, this might be the greatest opportunity for me to go do something different. And that's what I'm seeing a lot of women right now. A lot of women are starting to step up and go, well, wait a minute. I could do something. I can do this. I could do that. And, and now everything is by Zoom. So you, so many of us are working from home. Um, it's, it's just a different world. And there's so many opportunities for women when it comes to money, when it comes to business. Um, I think women are fantastic entrepreneurs. I know they're fantastic investors. And all it takes, it's not rocket, it really is not rocket science. It just, it takes some financial education. It takes time. It takes practice, but it's so doable. And I'm really inspired by the, the number of women I'm seeing stepping up and, and taking a, a lead. Because I think today more than ever, we need strong role models. And I love it when I see strong female role models stepping up. Well, you remind me, you know, Oprah Winfrey, I, I'm a big fan of Oprah and I love teachers. So both of those are good. <laughs> and I love you. And I think you two are the forefront of this movement of people that are finally realizing, number one, early on, you guys said, grab your power. There is no way on earth that you should have that subservient job. But now we've gone one step further and people are literally quitting their jobs and becoming entrepreneurs and going out and building, you know, Marina Wari, I think about her a little bit too, because she's doing the same thing. And we need more leaders like you. And how do they do that? I mean, where does this all come from? Where does it evolve from and to? Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I always have said you start small and I think the solution, and I've always thought the solution to solve, you know, the problems in the U S the problems in the world, I always thought entrepreneurship was a, a great solution 
because governments are not doing anything to help us. Um, and jobs are, as a lot of people found out, your safe, secure job was anything but safe and secure. So I really think if you want to take control, it is in entrepreneurship and it is in financial education. And I think, you know, if you look at the trends that are happening and, and some people think trends are like something like a science, they're really not. I, I look out my window and what do you see? You see FedEx trucks, you see UPS trucks, you see everybody wants everything delivered. Um, you look at the education system. It's a mess. People are don't know what to do with their kids. They don't want a mask. They don't want this. They, they, they're keeping their kids at home. Teachers are more in need than ever. I think if you can crack the education code, the school code, set up charter schools or homeschool or, or whatever it is, there, there's another way to educate and we're doing a lot of it online. So I, I just see that there's so many opportunities if you look at the trends. I I, I was driving uh, down to my office the other day, Tom and Adrian, and I look at the the U-Haul um, store, okay? And there's this massive migration trend happening right all over the US and in Arizona where I am, everybody's moving in. All the Californians are moving in and the U-Haul the truck lot was packed. And I'm like, that's a trend. So it's it doesn't take a lot to see what's happening. You go to Home Depot or Lowe's and it's packed because everybody's into their do-it-yourself and, and you know upgrade your home and all of this. So you just look around your area and you'll see these trends and, and you just ask yourself, what what is it I could offer that would fit this trend um, and I, and now with the internet and being able to deliver things worldwide, I just think there's just so much, so much opportunity. Just start small and just get started. Just start. Love that. Well, so I, I'm curious your thoughts too, because one of the things that the, the data is showing is you know, the, in this great resignation, in this huge workforce, you know, there's a, a major workforce dropout happening, right? Yes. And women are overrepresented in that great resignation. And, and it would seem part of that is that the pressure is, is maybe going disproportionately to women to be the one to backstop families with all the craziness that's happening in the world. And so how, how can women either support each other or how can, like, where's the opportunity inside that even as these women are having to put forth these heroic efforts to just kind of keep their families on track through such a, a choppy time? Yeah, a great question, Adrian. I just want to make one point too. I there was some studies that have come out, and uh, one was a, a a study on this. Uh, some manufacturer, it's a sporting goods manufacturing place. I think it was in Alabama or Arkansas, and it was a a plant that grandfathers, fathers, sons had all worked at all their lives. And all the jobs all of a sudden went to Mexico. Only ten percent of the jobs stayed in let's say it was Arkansas. Yeah. Well, the guys were all laid off. All of a sudden the women are like, well, wait a minute, I have a family to take care of here. I've got to go do something. So all of a sudden the women started going back to work. The women started getting you know, their, their nursing degrees or, or, or teaching degrees and started working. Well, the next thing you know, the guys all wanted the same pay and the same benefits. Well, they had disappeared. They didn't exist anymore but yeah. they still wanted it. So they were not working all these years. And over time, over a few years, all of a sudden, the women have stepped up to become the managers. They've stepped up into high role positions. And I think exactly to your point, Adrian, they saw this as I have to take care of my family and I will do whatever it takes. 
And I'm, and I can guess that is the same thing that's going to happen and is happening now with women. Um, how do you get surround yourself with women who are like-minded, um, similar goals, similar, similar aspirations. There's a lot of great online communities for women entrepreneurs, for women investors. And I love women investors or women entrepreneurs. I'm not gonna say I love them more, but I'm more aligned to women entrepreneur groups than women corporate groups. Because in the entrepreneurial world, I think we want to all support one another and see each other's business grow and prosper. Um, there's a great organization called Young Entrepreneurs Organization. Um, groups that when you can get around like-minded women, create your own group and get online or go face-to-face. -face. That's cool. I love we're to gonna see take, We're going to take a quick break. We're going to, this is going to be short. So take a when we come back to that. Yeah, we'll be back right after this. It's the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. Awesome. Great, great, great. So Whoa. we're just going to do a little 30-second break here, and then we're going to be back on. So we'll pick it right back up. So come back from the break, and, and we can continue and then go into connection stuff, because I think okay. that's a perfect little segue. You bring it back. All right. Hold and on. and I, I'd love to tell my – the other point I wanted to make was about network marketing. All right. Network marketing is cool. such a great tool today. Perfect. Okay, three seconds. And we're back. You're listening to the Legacy Leadership Show with Adrian and Tom Chenault. We are having an amazing conversation with Kim Kiyosaki. And we were talking just before the break about women in the workforce and this kind of rising up of supporting their families, finding new ways to, to do that. And, and Kim, I want you to want to let you kind of finish that thought. And so take it away. Yeah, there was one other idea I had because um, many people know, some people know that I wasn't fired once from my first job out of college, I was fired twice. Um, so after I was fired the second time, I started looking at, um, I think I need to do something different in my life. And I knew I wanted my own job, my own business. I wanted my own business because I didn't do well um, as an entrepreneur. But my, my segue into that was in a network marketing company. And I think network marketing, and for women, this is really important too, because what it did for me in that year of network marketing, I learned more about sales. I learned more about business. If you didn't sell, you didn't eat. I learned communication skills. Um, and it was a great way to understand the world of business. And when we were talking about you know, communities getting together, in network marketing, one of the most important things you have are you have mentors who have done what you what you want to do, and you have a group of like-minded, like-minded people who have similar aspirations. And it's a, just a great way. If it's a if it's a good company, you've got to do your homework because there's good companies and bad companies. But if you get a company that's really dedicated to your education and to growing the individual, I think that can be a huge, huge resource for somebody in the world of business. That's so that's so huge. And, and it's really a, a perfect segue to where I wanted to go next, which is the, the importance of connection and mentorship and communities. You talked about that. How how can maybe a, a, an, a, an aspiring woman, somebody who is getting started and saying, I, I need to make a change in my life. I need to change the course of my family's direction. How can they reach out and connect with others to help them start that journey? Yeah, that, that's that's great question because I, if there is any shortcut at all to the world of entrepreneurship, it's it's with a mentor. 
um, because they've walked the talk. You know, we talk about you have real teachers and you have fake teachers. So a fake teacher is somebody, right? We've all seen them. They're, they're somebody that's going to tell you what to do, but they've never done it themselves. But a real teacher is somebody who is doing what they are talking about, who's, who's doing it every day, who's living it, breathing it. So for example, all of our rich dad advisors on stocks, real estate, taxes, um, sales, they all do it every single day. And what I have found when I was start, starting out, I would find somebody who was doing what I wanted to do, May, say it's an entrepreneur, and I would just say, can I just have an hour of your time? And a, and a true entrepreneur, as I said earlier, they really want to support up and coming entrepreneurs because I think we all believe this is the way of this is the way to for freedom. Being an entrepreneur leads is gives you so much more freedom. Um, but I think people are sometimes, especially women, are sometimes afraid to ask. You know, and and I when people come up to me and I'm not I'm not recommending this today, but when somebody comes up to me and says, can I just have a little bit of time? I just have a couple of questions. I am usually more than happy to to give them some support um, because I, I want people I want people to do well. that's why we that's why the three of us what we do. We want people to succeed. We want them to be successful. Um, so don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to ask people. Yeah, for, for I, good for advice. I I love that, and and you're right. It's you know the I I think it you know it's mentorship and it's really just relationships, right? Like the 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 shortcuts are not actually shortcuts. They're just no. they're resources that are available to you that so many people get stuck on trying to do it themselves or trying to figure out on the internet the right way to do it or buy the course or whatever. And there, if you can work through the power of the people around you that can become this sort of like multiplication force on your, your speed and your learning curve. Right. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I, I always, I just give thanks all the time to the people that are, that I surrounded myself with. Um, and one thing I want is I want people that are very positive, realistic, not, not woohoo, but realistic, but positive because there's enough negativity in the world. Um, and talking about mentors, Adrian, I mean, I have fitness mentor, I have investment mentor, I have a business mentor, I have a spiritual mentor all the time. I don't know how people succeed. Look at the, um, I, I love to play golf and you look at the best golfers in the world. They have coaches every single day. So to think it, it to, if you want to stay small as a business person, you don't need mentors, really. I mean, I mean, if you really want to just go get to a certain level, but if you want to keep growing and keep learning, I think it's imperative that you have mentors. Imperative. I don't. Robert and I, there was no way we would be where we are today without the people around us, the mentorship we've had, the the advisors we've had. We would we would. There was no way we would be close to where we are today. And what I love about that is you've admitted it from day one, you have said you've got to build that team. A lot of people have taken that idea and really made it their idea. But you guys were talking about it at the very beginning days of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. We're going to take a break. We're coming back right after this. It's the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. Got it, baby. Take it away. <laughs> All right. We're stabbing me with a fork. <laughs> I was like, you're missing the, you're missing the break. 
All right, so we're going to come back in another 10 seconds. And I, I think let's talk about the advisor network. So I think that is, it's okay. it's something cool and it'd be fun to, to dig into the, that back, okay. back in three. And we're back here on the Legacy Leadership Show with Adrian and Tom Chenault and the amazing one-of-a-kind Kim Kiyosaki. And just before the break, we were talking about the Rich Dad Advisors. And, and that's something that I, I think has been there almost since the beginning. And so I, I actually wanted to learn a little bit about how that came to be. But that's become such an integral part of who Rich Dad is. And it's bigger than just you. It's bigger than just Robert. It's this team of people. And so how, how did you come to realize that your power was greater by bringing this, this incredible group of people around you? That's a, that's a great question Be, because Adrian, when we started, when Robert and I started, it was just me and Robert before yeah. the rich dad company, it was just me and Robert, but the first person, and if you're starting in business, I'm going to make a recommendation. The very first person we brought on our team was a bookkeeper and her name was Betty, Betty, the bookkeeper, no, <laughs> not kidding, Betty, the bookkeeper. But what was so important about Betty is that when we had Truth was, we had more money going out than was coming in at the time. Um, she held us accountable and she sat down with me twice a month and she would make me look at the numbers. And we like to lie to ourselves about our money. Oh, no, we're making more money than that. Oh, no, we don't spend that much money. Well, when she put, held my foot to the fire and she's like, this is where you are today. And she, because she held me accountable and showed me the facts it allowed me to get from where we were to where we wanted to go because you can't get to where you want to go if you don't know where you are. So Betty, the bookkeeper was the first person. And then the team, the rich dad advisors today are not the team of course that we started with because as we grew, as we became more successful, as we became more knowledgeable, we needed advisors that were always a step ahead of us. Yeah. And so the team evolved and we had to kiss a lot of frogs to find the princes and princesses but um, the team now, they are our true advisors. We would not be here without them. Um, they've saved us tons of money and mistakes. They've made us a lot of money. We have Rich Dad Advisor um, on real estate, on stocks, uh, paper assets, taxes, legal, sales, and social capitalism. And every one of them is a teacher to us. Everyone is a mentor to us. Everyone is an advisor to us. And as I said earlier, they are real teachers because they are doing what they're teaching and what they're practicing every single day of the, of the, of the year. Um, so I would say to the point about advisors, choose your advisors carefully. Choose them carefully because a lot of people want to be your advisor, but what are their main intentions? And every one of our advisors, even though they have a mega real estate company like Ken McElroy, a very successful stock education program like Andy Tanner, um, every one of them, their main purpose for being a rich debt advisor is because they want to teach. They want to give back. Um, I have so many people that, you know, their main intention to be an advisor was to make more money, was yeah. to be, get a little more famous. So look for the intention behind it. And, and to us, it's very important that the people that advise us want to give and want to teach others what they do. What do you think about the state of this country? I mean, obviously, I'm not trying to get you to go with any kind of. Yeah. Well, we started, Tom. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go, go. It's just, it's a mess. I don't care what side of the 
table you're on. Mm-hmm. It's a mess out there and we cannot rely on them. You've got to no. take your destiny into your own hands, right? Absolutely. You that and that's why, you know, even the assets that we that we um, invest in entrepreneurship, uh, real estate, even our gold and silver, we take pers- we take um, physical possession of. Uh, we mm-hmm. want control. And I think today with what's going on with COVID and the governments and all this crazy, nothing makes sense anymore. You can't even plan for the future because you don't know what's coming down the road tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I think the most important thing you can do is take control of your own personal economy. I, I can't control the U.S. economy. I can't control the world economy. I can control my own personal economy. And and I, that, and I know that's your message too, Tom. Yeah. And you got you to do what you can control. It's another, and again, it's another reason why I love entrepreneurship. And as I mentioned earlier in network marketing, you're taking control of your personal financial life. I, and, and hopefully, hopefully this whole craziness is waking people up to that. Because I think it is. I think people are starting to wake up and go, oh, my God, what have I done with my life? I put my, all my control in other people's hands. I need to start looking at something different. Yeah. Yeah. And you, what are some of the things that you see as, you know, with, with every crisis brings about new opportunities, right? We were talking before the show, like the world's never going to go back to the way it was before. And so like, we just need to move on from that. But that always brings about new opportunities, what are some of the new frontiers or the new opportunities that you see out there in the world for entrepreneurs to, to begin thinking about and, and, and maybe finding ways to, to tap into? Yeah, and it goes a little bit back to trends, but even bigger than that. Um, so, for example, you've got worldwide, and Tom, you touched on it earlier, the commercial real estate. All these office buildings are empty all over the world. If, you can, if somebody can crack that code, and figure out how to make how to repurpose that those properties. Um, yeah. There's a gold mine there. Uh, another example. I was just talking to a friend of mine, and he's doing. It's called carbon credits. I won't go into it. It's car- carbon credits. But with this whole green movement, whether you agree with it, disagree with it, he's found opportunities on how to develop these things called carbon credits, which all these companies are going to be needing. So he's figured out a way in the green movement how to capitalize on that because we're capitalists. It's what we do. Yeah. Um, and I mentioned the school system. You know, if you can deliver education a better way, such as like Khan Academy is online, they're doing it differently. If you can deliver education in a new way, I think there's there's a ton of opportunity out there. You just have to really change that mindset of this is the way it was and this is the way it's going to be. Yeah. Because as we know, those days are gone. But I, I see a lot of op- a lot of opportunity with the with Zoom calls. Oh my gosh, it's so easy. You know, Tom. Hey, don't have to get on a plane and travel all day and check into a hotel and to do I know it. somewhere. We just we just show up at our home and here we are and we and we reach more people. We're more effective. Um, now it's feeling like home. I mean, it used to be like both of us scared of the camera. Yeah, like, I'd rather do th- with that banker. We had a meeting with a banker this morning. And he, he said, can we just do Zoom instead of come to my office? I was so happy. I feel so much, I can, I'm, I'm more comfortable there. Yeah. You know, there, there's two, I just wanted to share, there's two, two principles that uh, we founded our companies on. And they come from a gentleman named R. Buckminster Fuller, who was a, a futurist, you know, Bucky. Bucky, yes, he created the geodesic dome, is a philosopher, basically dedicated his life 
to the betterment of humanity. And he set out to discover what he called generalized principles, which are principles that are true in all cases. Like if I take this pen and drop it, gravity is gonna take it down. So two of the principles that we followed, and it, this goes to the Zoom calls, is the more people we serve, the more effective we become. So doing a Zoom interview like this, we can reach more people than going on stage to an arena somewhere and reaching only the people in the arena. Right. So the more people we serve, the more effective we become. The other principle that we operated if, that we operate from is it's a strange word. It's called angular redundancy. But basically, it's it's we don't need another gas-powered car. We have enough of those. What it's redundant. So what is it that you have a skill for? And when you talk about how to get started as an entrepreneur, what is it that the world needs that's not being done that you can deliver? If you can figure that out, and it's, we call it angular redundancy. So what is it? So for us, again, the, the problem we saw, there was there no financial education. Nobody was delivering financial education. So we took it upon ourselves and said, we, could, we can do this. So those are two of the key principles that we've lived our life on. And uh, yeah, Bucky's a, Bucky's a good guy. What an amazing foundation. Mark Victor Hansen was yes. another one of Bucky's protégés. I mean, yes. he spotted him when he was a little kid. I mean, it's so cool how, you know, to, to have one guy create such a footprint on the earth and have you out there talking about him, Mark talking about him and so many rock star people. It's just, it's beautiful to see. Yeah. Yeah. And they, it was because they weren't, they were as big a thinker as they were doers and bigger doers as they were thinkers. Cause you oh, can okay. think all day long yeah. upstairs. I got a bunch of homeless people living up there that are thinking all day long and never leaving anything and just talking about it. And mm -hmm. you gotta get out there and do it once you've figured it out. Right, Kim. Oh, you got it. You got to, I mean that, and that Tom, that you're so right. Because even in our, in our world, you know, a lot of people will attend a seminar or they'll t attend an online seminar or they'll read a book and they get excited, but they don't take that first step. They don't yeah. take that action. But the ones that do, oh my goodness, they they will take off and they will run with it. And we, you know the you know that the be do have, yeah. People want to people want to have, so they do. But really, the the real thing for me is if the doing is a way to change your being, is a way to grow. You can't grow if you don't do anything. You can't you don't change your you don't develop personally without doing something because the doing is what is what pushes you, and the doing has to stretch you a little bit and the doing has to scare you a little bit and make you a little uncomfortable because when you when you go through that that's where real change and transformation happens that's exciting yeah you're you're absolutely right uh i was wondering the same this same thing and denise uh chanel just threw this in there so i, I i'm curious i haven't seen your thoughts on on crypto and, and specifically on nfts are, are you guys paying attention to that space what do you think is go what do you think of that whole movement yeah. we're seeing in the world um well full disclosure we have crypto uh not a lot but we have we have it because one of the ways that we learn best is when we want to learn about it we go buy something we buy some crypto and that forces us to learn and you know the 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 ed, the, ed, the knowledge goes up the risk comes down a little bit so i I don't know enough about it. I have spoken. I spoke to one of the smartest guys, I think, in the crypto world. And I say that because 
he got in at Bitcoin when it was like a dollar and he got into Ethereum when it was a dollar and he got into, he was one of the early investors in Facebook and other social media. And I asked him, I said, okay, tell me about the future of crypto. And he said, Kim, if anybody tells you that crypto is going here or crypto is going here, run like hell because we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I love that. And I think, you just to have you like the the humility the intellectual humility that you just showed in saying you know like we're there clearly something's going on here we bought a little bit because that's how we learn we're talking to smart people and i don't know too much more you know nobody knows too much more and so i can't say a whole lot more than that i think that that's that that's a great framework for any of us that are out here listening or watching to go okay cool like you know, you don't have to know everything about everything to be a financial guru or an expert in anything else, but be curious and stay curious and, yeah. you know, dip a toe in the water and see what happens. So and, we're going to take I, one, one last break here and uh, we could pick that up just a little bit more after the break. You're listening to the Legacy Leadership Show on Genesis Communication Network. All right. Nice, nice, nice. nice. The, the first black Rhodes Scholar at a historical black college is a guy named Nima Warfield. And he has been living in China, reinventing education there. And he's all over this page because he's so in love with you. But this is an important young man who's changing the world. And I just wanted to shout out to him and introduce you to him and I'll hook you up with him because he's going to, yeah, he's just one of a million and it's real, a billion. And it's going to be cool. Yeah. he's What's his name? Nima Warfield. Okay. And I'll send you his info. He's a good kid. That'd be great. Absolutely. We're going to, well, let's come back at the top of the minute, guys. So we're going to add 30 seconds to the, the clock when we come back here. So we got one, one last segment and I want to, let's wrap up on, on crypto, but I want to ask you about okay. legacy to, to close out the show. So hold on one second. All right, we are back. This is the final segment on the Legacy Leadership Show with Adrian and Tom Chenault. We are having an amazing conversation with Kim Kiyosaki. And we were talking before the break about cryptocurrency and non-fungible tokens and all this crazy stuff out there in the world. And there's just, there's so much changing and you got to pay attention and you got to stay curious and, and stay plugged in and, and also keep your wits about you, right? You, you do. And one, one thing I found, and, and so it's hard to do sometimes, uh, to see both sides of the, of the argument. So when I went to my friend about crypto, he has a lot of crypto. So I expected him to be very excited about it and kind of, and very biased. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't because he's very practical and he's looking at both sides. So most of the people I talk to in crypto, if they're very bullish on it, is because they have a lot of it. Um, there you go. So, yeah, right. So there's there's always biases. So I always want to look at the bias. I want to look at we, we talk about three sides of the coin. There's heads, there's tails, and there's on the edge. There and you, you always go. want to be on the edge looking at both sides. It's not always easy. And and I'll tell you where it's most difficult. Oh my goodness, when I look at we've actually been studying Marx and the Communist Manifesto because we're trying to understand the thinking. It's very difficult. I get I get very agitated because it's so against what I believe and my values, but I do my best to stay neutral just to see if I can understand where the other side is coming from. Yeah. Um, but if you can do that, and, and I try to do that in my investments, I try to do that in business as well. Not always easy, but 
um, sometimes the bias has gotten me in a lot of trouble because I get very, very passionate about something and I get blinded to the critiques and criticisms and that's where I make the mistakes. So sometimes I got to reel in the passion just for a little bit. So your book, Rich Wooden, Rich Woman yeah. is a bestseller. It's an amazing book, everybody. You need to have it. And I tried to find it at the house and Denise has it literally hidden from me. <laughs> I swear. One, Tom. <laughs> it is so much an important part of her life. She stashed it. Oh, she knew <laughs> I was going to bring it down here and pour coffee. Oh, thank you. We love you. Denise loves you. You got a question for her about legacy. Yeah. You know, so we, we recently changed the name of the show to the Legacy Leadership Show. And, and what I love about this concept of legacy is it's not about that any of us are going anywhere. It's about what is the la what's the lasting impact that we want to create that extends beyond ourselves. And so, Kim, I just want to ask you, you know, what, what about the work that you're creating in the world today? What is the lasting impact? What's the legacy that you want that to leave? Oh, thank you, Adrian. Um, I, I actually the the project I mentioned with the cash flow game because that's when where we started with Rich Dad. If we can just bring more and more financial education to every every segment of this planet, um, more and more people get educated. Uh, that that's it for me. Um, I'll I'll tell you one quick story. We were with um, Spencer Johnson in Hawaii years ago. And we were at a restaurant with him and the waiter came up and said, oh, Robert Kiyosaki, oh my gosh, I have my, your book in my car. Would it be okay if I brought it and you could sign it? And Robert's like, of course you can do that. So he comes over and he goes, can I take a picture? And Robert's like, of course you can do that. And, and Spencer looks at us and he goes, I've watched you two. And, and I've watched you walk down the street and people come up to you and you take time and you talk to them. And, and, and I don't do that. And how come you do that? And I looked at him and I said, Spencer. And I look at my watch and I'm like, wasn't that long ago we had nothing yeah nothing, nothing and thank god for these people to come and say thank you or say hello and they, they're always like do you mind i'm like never i never mind um because that that's what feeds my soul is that these people have taken this information and they're putting it into practice i, I don't care how many books we sell i care about how many people actually take the information and use it and as you said tom do something with it yeah. so more people out there that are doing something based on this this information the the happier i will be well we are going to build an army to follow you and help you execute that plan young lady Thank we you. we just love her and <laughs> i love you too <laughs> that's that's simple and we're so happy to have you aboard and anytime you want to come back or any of your advisors just uh, let us know that'd be great that would be fun yes and you right. give denise my love and i'll send you your own book tom Oh, thank God. All right. We love you, Kim, and have a great, great day. No, we got two minutes. Thank oh, we got two minutes? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're not going anywhere. He sent me a bad note. Yeah. I said, sorry, I, I screwed him up. So we got two minutes left, but very good radio hosting. I just had a typo. Okay, good. <laughs> so, Kim, the, the, the last piece on that, you know, I, I love that sort of full circle component with the, the game. And what, you know, what do you see as the, like, what is the, what are you hearing from people as you stood up this platform? You told me, you know, you're still pre-launch and you have thousands of people who have jumped on it. Why are they so excited about this community that you're creating? I think, I, I think it goes back to what we said earlier. People feel out of control and they really want to figure out money. I mean, we all use it. It's a life, it's a daily skill, but we have, nobody's taught us anything about it. And I think there people are finding out also they've been duped quite a bit 
by by business, by government, and they're fed up and they want to take control into their own hands. I think that's why entrepreneurship is going to explode. I think that's why network marketing is doing so well now. Um, and I think people just really are craving the knowledge and they are hopefully, hopefully, hopefully going to take it and put it into action. That is such a huge thing. And, and one last thing I want to say too, is people are givers. I think people are very generous in, 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 in general. Um, and the game allows people to teach one another. It allows people to be teachers and to educate others and educate other friends and family and children and all of that. So I think it also fills a, a, a need for people to contribute. I think people want to be of contribution. All right. Well, we love you. We'll see you next time. Kim Kiyosaki, the best Kiyosaki. I love you. <laughs> see you later. Thank you. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Keep us